Zayin Amad Aleph, Masech Saitan, the second line, the new Mishnah. Ketzad Oisala. What exactly would they do? What would be the procedure with this uh, married woman? She's already at a kinui, already at a stira. So, Moilicha Lebeistin Shabaisai Malkaim. They would bring her to her, uh, wherever the local Beistin was in her area. And they would be handed over to her, meaning like her and her husband, to. Um, Torah scholars, two uh, um, people who are very knowledgeable. Uh, why? Because they are going to have to escort uh, the couple to Yerushalayim, where this social procedure has to take place, and we're concerned, Shema Yavoy Aleh that maybe um, the husband will have uh, relations with her on the way to Yerushalayim, and that would be a problem. Uh, Rabbi Yehuda, who we boxed on here, Bala Neman Aleha. He says that, uh, no, the local court does not need to uh, send these two escorts. Her, her husband, uh, as far as Rabbi Yehuda is concerned, is believed that he will not have uh, uh, intimate relations with her. <clears throat> okay, says the Gemara, we're going to try to make two diukim from the Mishnah, both of which will try to say maybe support a shitas rav, and uh, we may, uh, we'll actually reject both of them. So, Trey, there's two uh, emissaries of the base then that travel with the couple, ve'ihu, and the uh, husband, <coughs> that's two plus one, ha'tzlasa, so apparently there's three people. Lema, I put a diamond around this word, lema, and six lines later, first word line is lema, I put a diamond around that. These are going to be the two suggestions that the Gemara makes. Here's the first. Lema, should we say that our Mishnah is Misayel el would be a support to the first generation Amara Rav? What did Rav say? Amar Yehuda Amar Rav, underline Rav's name, Loishanu ela be'ir. Over there, the discussion is um, a, a woman uh, cannot be um, uh, alone, like in Yehud, with two men. That's only um, in the city. Aval uh, bederech, if uh, they, uh, let's say the, the, the woman is uh, on the road somewhere in the middle of nowhere, uh, two men wouldn't be enough. Ad Shloisha, you have to have three men to um, avoid a uh, a yichud situation, or it could be a yichud situation. Why Maybe one of the men will have to relieve himself and you know go far away to do that. And then it will turn out that um, one of them will be misyached with someone that uh, would be forbidden for him. So should we say then that our Gemara supports that member of Rav? No, lo. Come out. So then, what's going on over here? Hacha hainu time of the reason why we want to have these two emissaries accompany the couple to Yerushalayim is not a yichud issue that would necessarily support Rab, but rather kihechi delihavu alei sahadi. So that if <coughs> he's about to, the husband can control himself and he's about to have relations with his wife, uh, we'll have proper witnesses who will be able to um, let. Uh, the base that I got old Mishlaim know that uh, we can't go on with this procedure when the couple arrives because they uh, didn't keep to the deal, which was no Tashmish. Semicolon. The Mishnah also said, <coughs> they don't have any two, uh, you know, Tom, Dick, Harry, Maishi, Shlaimis, but they were specifically Tamidei Chachamim, which sounds like, let's make a deal, Tamidei Chachamim, those two words in right angles, in, but Kuleyama, regular people, low. Lema, we had already pre- Diamond, this lema, and again, it's going to be about a 
four lines suggestion the Gemara makes, should we then say that the Mishnah, that which the Mishnah said specifically to me, the Chacham and Misayeh to Rav would be a support for another thing that Rav said. Amar of Yudah Marav, I know in Rav's name, Loishanu Ela Kesherin. The the whole uh, Indian when it comes to. Uh, yichud and how many men is okay to be miyach with a woman? That's only if they are kosher, upstanding, solid members of the religious community. Aval prutzen if they're uh, low lifes, uh, slime bags, uh, bad characters, you can't have two, three, four. You can't have any of them. Afilu asara nami Even ten people would be forbidden to be secluded with a woman, and you see that these things happen. Kama connector ma'isahaya, it actually uh, once happened, v'yitziu asara b'mita, and ten people uh, wanted to fool around with somebody's uh, wife improperly, and they uh, took her out in a coffin, so it appeared that she had passed away. In other words, the, the bottom line is that if they are not... From a mention, it doesn't make a difference how many there are. So should we not say that this uh, supports this? Well, not necessarily. The main reason, certainly the uh, can't support what we had suggested, but the reason would be here because we want to make sure that the people who are there would be able to give a proper hasra. Uh, proper hasra would essentially be that they would have to tell the husband, listen, uh, if you are not innocent from Avera. In other words, you have touch with your wife here. The the whole water procedure is not going to work. That was the necessity, the main necessity of having Tamidei Chachamim. Mishnah said, Rabbi Yudaimer Ba'ala. Tanya, have a brice that goes for three lines. Rabbi Yehudu, I underline Naimer, Ba'ala Neeman Mi Kalvachaymer. I double underlines Mi Kalvachaymer. Uman Ida Shehibikhares in general, when you have Ishvi Ishtoy. And the Indian of Nida, if the husband is with his wife and she's in Nida, the uh, punishment is very serious. It's Kares, yet Ba'ala Neeman Aleha. We know that there is believability. Uh, the husband and wife can be alone at any time. Saita, and the issue is that the man's wife is a site of Sheba Lav. There's uh, simply a losa say if they uh, don't keep to uh, don't keep their distance. Loy kol out of the more so there should be believability. That would be the svara of Rebbe Yehuda. Verabanan and when the rabbanon question mark he anoisenes the rabbanon would turn around and say well that's precisely the point that when it comes to a nida. The husband knows that it's nida de kares chamira leumahem and is a very significant punishment on the other end if they don't do what they're supposed to do, and therefore there's a believability. de lav. When you're dealing with the husband and wife, and it's only a loisa say loichamira le. It doesn't. It's not as intense in uh, their minds, in his mind, the mehem, and therefore there would not be necessarily believability. Uh, the Gemara now asks Rabbi Yehuda, we had just brought a Tanaic source where he brings it from a Kalvachimer, uh, he brings this logic. Uh, the Gemara now asks, really? That's Rabbi Yehuda knows it from? Rabbi Yehuda mi Kalvachimer, my Sila? Question mark, Rabbi Yehuda mi Kroy, my Sila? I thought he brought that point from a Pasuk, not from a Kalvachimer, de. Sanya, the more brings a brisa, about a 12-line brisa, goes down till first word line is Ishtar, that would be the end of the brisa, and essentially this is a, a question. Rabbi Yehuda, you're bringing it from a Kavachimer. Here's another Tanaic source where Rabbi Yehuda is bringing it from Sukkim. <coughs> Here's the brisa. The brisa quotes by Midbar, Parakei, Pasuk, 
Tesvav in partial Soites says, The man will uh, bring his wife to the Kayin. Okay? Minatira on a Darais level, Ishbevius Ishtoi. Kama. Doesn't say anyone accompanies them. Aval Amru, I dot underline the Aval Amru. However, the Chachamim came along and highly recommended, basically they said, that we give over to them, to accompany them to Yerushalayim, to Tamidicham, Shema Yavayalabaderach, lest he, or because we're concerned that he, the husband, would have Bia with her on the way to Yerushalayim, and basically that would ruin the ability of the social procedure to work. Rabiosi, who we boxed, Daimer, Balanem Aleha. Here we have Rabiosi taking the position that Rabbi Huda took. Um, that the husband is believed, that he's believed, me, kalva chaymer, I double underline me, kalva chaymer. Uma, nida shihiba, kares in general, uh, husband and his wife, the punishment of kares is a very serious punishment, and we see balanem anala, saita, when you're dealing with a husband and wife, and there's a sota issue here, shihiba lav, uh, even if he's with her, it's not a kares issue, it's only a losa say that he would violate, loy kol shikane, that he should be believed, amrulo, I squiggle on the amrulo, so the rabbanon say back to rabiosi, lo, no, comma, imam resbenida shikhen yeshla heter. Basic human psychology is something that uh, will not mutter now, but will be mutter, you know, in a day from now, a week from now. Um, the Yetzirah doesn't really get as strong on the person's case. Taimar besaita, could the same be said when it comes to a case of husband, wife, and saita? Shane la heter, it very likely could be that she's never going to be permissible to him again. Vaimer, and as the famous Pasuk in Mishlei expresses, Maim Genuvim Taku, stolen water is sweet. All water is sweet, all water is sweet, but there's a, there's a special sweetness to something that's Asr, and, and that is the uh, rejection the Rabbanan point out to the, uh, the Kalvachar Melachik of Rabbi Yossi. Now we're going to see Rabbi Yehuda, the Rabbi Yehuda, I box Rabbi Yehuda, Rabbi Yehuda, Yemir Min Hatayra Ishmei Vies Ishtay, Elakayim. Yehuda says it's, no, it's a Doraisa. It has nothing to do with anything other than the Pasuk says, Shinemar Vehevi Haish S. Ishtay. It doesn't mention anyone else. It says, The man, the husband, brings his wife. So you see, he learns it from a Pasuk. That's the end of the Tanaic source. So what's Rabbi Yehuda about uh, 20 lines ago telling us it's from a Kavachim? It's from a Pasuk. So the Gemara answers, <clears throat> Well, there was a development over time of what Rabbi Yehuda Shita was. Amar Lehu, Rabbi Yehuda had said originally, to the Chachamim, like we had about 17, 18 lines ago, the Kava Chaymer Beresha. However, Uparhuha, they rejected that. Once they rejected his Kava Chaymer, then, like we just saw two lines ago, three lines ago, Vahadar Melahu Kra, he then turned to the Pasuk, and if the Pasuk says it, that's what the Pasuk says. Okay, one last uh, loose end to tie up before we get to the next Mishnah. The Bryce we just read, we had three opinions. We had the Tanakama, and we have Rabiosi, and we have Rabbi Yehuda. Rabbi Yehuda, Hainu Tanakama, they seem to be saying the same thing. Do they not? Um, but there's two, Mido uh, Raisa, there's uh, just the husband taking the wife. They both agree on that, right? So what's the difference between the two opinions? Ikabenayu, the difference is the, and I dot underlined here, the Aval Amru. Although the Tanakama said that Mido Raisa, just the husband and the wife go to Yushalayim with nobody else. The Tanakama did say there was an Avalamru, that they still, the Chachamim came along and said that there were uh, two people who should accompany them. Rabbi Yehuda didn't say that. And that would be the distinction between the Tanakama and Rabbi Yehuda. Says the Mishnah, So if it was uh, 
clear that this was a case of Saito, wherever they were living, uh, the uh, two Tamid Chamim would uh, escort the two of them up to the Bastin Hagadol Shabi Rushalayim, the uh, 71 member High Court in Jerusalem. And they would, Ma'aymin is like Le'ayem, warn, to scare, to intimidate. Um, uh, her the same way they would in cases of uh, capital cases where there's a person who's being tried and could possibly uh, be executed. The Oymerlan, they would say to her as follows, BT, young lady, Harbe, Yayinoise, Harbe, Sreikoise, Harbe, Yaldusoise, Harbe, Shadiramimoise. In other words, like, I think what they're trying to do is if, if she is really guilty, they really want her to admit. They don't want to have to go scrape her off the wall, so to speak, of the Azar. They don't want her to, to, to blow up. So listen, we understand that, you know, drinking wine, getting intoxicated could do a lot, and, and slake or frivolity, and, and yaldus, like, uh, youth or, or immaturity, uh, could cause, uh, this type of thing, and, uh, like, uh, shainim bad, bad neighbors, um, bad influences. Like, like, we understand that essentially, again, they, if she is really, innocent, then she can go through with it. But if she's really guilty, they really want to encourage her to admit her guilt before she goes through with this procedure. Don't do this. Like, don't do it if you're really uh, guilty. Because you're basically going to write Hashem's name a number of times on a piece of parchment and then scrape it off and erase it into the water. Uh, and, and we really, uh, like, you would not want that to happen, right? And they would say, uh, before her, dvarim she'enam kedayla shayman that are not fitting or proper to hear, and who would they say it to? He v'chol mishpachas beisavir her and and uh, whatever family members of hers happen to be there. That's a very interesting uh, line that things that are not kedayla shayman, which uh, Rashi says are enan reuya law. They would say uh, different stories from uh, Chumash of the, our great Sadiqim who, who themselves uh, admitted their wrongdoing. They very much, again, want to encourage her to, if she is guilty, admit her guilt. There's a, a fantastic Ben Yehoyada, which uh, is pointed out on here. That what does it mean? Why are we referring to those things as She'enam Kedai L'Shayim? Because we know that on a, a very... A deeper level, not even that deeper level, that which we'll see by uh, Yehuda and by uh, Reuven, that the literal description of what it is that they had done wrong is is not what actually happened. It was on their level that it's considered uh, like that, or that's a problem. Uh, the Eina Kedayla Shemin is because it would be expressed by the rabbis to her in like its literal fashion, which is usually not. That's why it's Eina Kedayla Shemin. And the reason that would be is because it would be very important for us to try to do whatever we could to encourage her, if she's really guilty, to uh, come clean. Kama. Imam, right, squealing on the word, if she says, Tameani, okay, I admit I'm guilty, I really was with that guy. Then, Shoiveresk Subasa, Shoiveresk Subasa, the verb, uh, there's a noun, Shoiver, that's a receipt. Shoiveresk is writing out a receipt. She writes out a receipt for receiving her Ksuba payment, and uh, she admits that uh, she was guilty of the adulterous affair. And uh, she's not going to uh, make any claims of her ksuba payment, and then obviously dissolves that relationship, uh, leaves her her uh, her husband. And now, we can't execute her because there wasn't uh, Adim at the time that it happened, but uh, they each have to go their own ways. V'im Amra, 
On the other hand, if she sticks to her guns, I squeal on the word ve'im. If she says tahirani malanoisa l'shar mizrach, they would then bring her to the um, eastern gate, which uh, was one of the gates you would go up to Harabais, and from there they would take her to the Shar Niknor. The Shar Niknor was one of the um, uh, gates that led from the Ezra Yisrael into the Ezra Noshim. This is uh, Noshim was the actual uh, like Azara of the uh, Beis Hamikdash. And uh, this special gate was used as Sharnik Nushisham. Three things that they would do in this gate Mashkinas Asaitis, that's number one. Number two, Mitarnas Hayoldais. Number three, Mitarnas Hamitsoiroin. Um, the uniqueness of this gate is that uh, the other gates that led from the Azara, not only the Azara had that high level of Kedusha, but even the inside, like the area underneath the gate, had the high level of Kedusha. However, this. Um, gateway when you were uh, going through it that the part underneath actually was not given the higher level of Kedusha and specifically like for the, the women who had given birth and the Mitzrayim who have to have uh, certain uh, blood applications on, on their thumbs um, they can stick their thumb in or their big toe in and have that applica- application um, because as long as they stay the vast majority of their body Underneath the gateway, <clears throat> they're not considered that they went in, but they do need to have these applications. It was more of like a sort of a technical issue. A cone would then come and, and grasp onto her, uh, her clothes, nikru, nikrumu, nifrumu, nifrumu. It kind of they, they like a tearing sort of um, action, and if the if the material tore it, tore if it. Uh, Nifrimu is torn into a number of pieces. Achayumegalas liba, until they um, would expose her chest. Vesaisra saara, and they would uh, uncover her hair because she's a married woman. Normally she has to cover her hair. Maybe she had it braided. So sais would be to undo the braid, and uh, essentially the, she's, this is a very degrading. Uh, sort of public ceremony, obviously that is uh, going on. Rabbi Yehuda, Imerai. Bakshabuda's name, he says differently. He says that if uh, if her, uh, she basically she's an attractive uh, lady, she has an attractive uh, chest, or they would not expose that. If she had uh, attractive hair, that they would uh, stay away from that. Um, and they would essentially do that, uh, stay away from it, because Sheval uh, Tosa is adif, even though you're supposed to do it uh, passively, uh, better not to. Haisa Miskasa if she was wearing white, which would be maybe like a nicer type of garment, Mechasa they would give her uh, dark, icky uh, clothes to wear. Hayala Klei Zahov, let's say she had, like uh, many women have, jewelry uh, made from uh, gold, or... Katliyos nizamim tabayis katliyos is some sort of um, neckwear or maybe a choker that was also used possibly as a um, a brooch to uh, keep uh, the top of her garment together. And nizamim would be nose rings or tabayis finger rings, and as any sort of uh, decorative jewelry that she had on mavir and mimena, it would have her uh, remove it, take it off her kadele navla, basically to make her appear as uh, icky and not nice and repulsive as possible. The kach maybe chevel mitzri, and then they would bring a either an Egyptian rope, that's Mitzri, or maybe it was made from Tsuri Dekel, which are uh, palm, either palm branches or some sort of material from the palm tree. The Kaisher, the Malin Dadeha. And then uh, in order to uh, prevent her clothes from basically falling down all the way, they would uh, tie it above her uh, breasts and it would keep the clothes up. Anyone who would want to see what was going on would come and see this. The only ones that we would not let uh, witness this was if she uh, had personal 
uh, male or female slaves because that, when a, when a person is in a tough situation but sees people they know, they, they tend to uh, uh, harden up. We, basically, we want her to... To, to break down, and uh, if she was guilty, really admit the guilt before she drinks the water. And therefore, her, her, her slaves, her male or female slaves, since Liba Gaspahan, she feels very comfortable uh, with them and might be less um, uh, uh, willing to uh, admit, so those people were not there. Um, continues the Mishnah almost uh, contradictorily and says, uh, I thought everyone was there already, but it says, Kol Hanoshim Mutarois Lirois, and uh, all of the, the ladies are permissible to be there. Well, like everyone was there, but we'll see that when we get to the Gemara. Shneemar, uh, like the Pasuk in Yechesko brings out, uh, when it says, Venivasru Kol Hanoshim, and Venivasru, like from the word uh, maybe Musr, uh, all of the ladies uh, should. Um, take Musr because he must can and not do like her um, improper ways. Okay, that is the Mishnah. Asks the Gemara Menahni Mili, where do we know this from? Where do you know what from? Well, Rashi says specifically that we need the basin Hagadol. Now, in Yerushalayim, true, she needs to be there, but there were uh, some other 23 member courts. Why does this have to take place in the presence of the the high court, the 71 member court, the Sanhedrin Hagadol, Amrav Chiyabar Gamdam, Rav Yaisi, Rav Chanina, Asya, it's Gzeira Shava. Tyra, Tyra, you have the Pasuk that uses the word Tyra here, and the Pasuk uses Tyra elsewhere. Ksiv HaChet says, That's Mamid Bar Hay. It uses the Tyra term to describe this Sota procedure. Ksiv HaSam, and it says uh, elsewhere, Alpiha Tyra Asher Yoyrucha. Just like in that second Pasuk, Malahalan, just like over there, it's talking about the case of a Zokin Mamre, a, 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 a rebellious elder, one of the uh, Rabbanan who decides to rebel against the others. That's specifically, that case is definitely only Bishim Ve'echad, a court of the high court of 71, Afkan Bishim Ve'echad. Mishnah continues, says, Ma'aymin Aleha, they would warn her, etc. Ura Minhu. Well, brings a Bryce which seems to contradict the mission. The Bryce goes exactly six lines and starts here. The uh, Bryce brings out an interesting uh, point. Just like they would encourage her very much not to drink the water, so too would they encourage her very much to, yes, go ahead and drink the water. Okay. Uh, sounds like here we're encouraging her to do the opposite. I mean, they would say to her, Biti, young lady, if you know for sure that you are innocent, stick to your guns, claim that you're innocent, and go ahead and drink the sota water. The sota water, the water that we'll see how that's made, special water, it's not, I'm going gonna, I'm gonna to translate this differently, uh, and the article did. I don't know who's right, but this is the way I understand it. She'ena marimarim. The, the salt water that you drink is ena daima ella lesam yaves shemuna chabaser chai. I know stam sam. Truth is, we have a samachaim and samamaves, but some are going to understand here as poison. If you have like a dry uh, poison and you place it on the skin, if there's no wounds or open sores on the skin, it basically won't do anything. If there is an open wound, then it's uh, very dangerous. So too, the soto water, they tell her, is like a samyavish al basar chai that is placed on basar chai, a person's skin. Im yeshamaka, I squealing on yeshamaka, if there's an open wound there, mechalchel then it will penetrate and go in and could be dangerous, it could kill the person and 
So to the woman, if she's guilty and she drinks the water, it could be uh, life-threatening and kill her. If there is no wound on the skin, or in the case of the Soto woman, if, there, if she's, she didn't do anything wrong, it'll have no effect whatsoever. That's the end of the snake source. And in this snake source, it seems to be encouraging her to go ahead and drink. So what are we going to encourage her? To not drink or to yes drink? Loikash answers the Gemara. It depends at what stage of the procedure we're at. The Bishnavit seemed to indicate we very much encourage her not to go ahead with it is before the uh, process reaches the point where they scrape off, they erase the name of Hashem into the water, and therefore we very much don't want that to happen. However, once that's already happened, then we encourage her very much to go ahead with it if indeed she is innocent. Khan, the price that we just read, is La'achar Shinimcha Megillah after the uh, name of Hashem had already been scraped off into the water. The Mishnah said, We say to her, Tanarabanan, being a price, the price that goes for eight lines. We essentially point out to her the Agada. Um, different things that happen that would uh, be pertinent to this situation. Here is the, the things that were written in the earliest works, meaning like uh, stories in Chumash, like a Pasuk in Tanakh that indicates that the rabbis said over and they didn't they didn't deny or hold back of things that had happened to their forefathers. And the uh, two maizim that we mentioned to her, uh, to encourage her to be moida, is uh, the story of Yehuda from Bracious and the story of Ruve. Yehuda haida, I know, and Yehuda haida v'loi baish, and he was not embarrassed when he realized that he had to uh, uh, admit, he did in public, what happened in the end to Yehuda? Well, nachal he inherited the world to come. Another uh, event, uh, Reuven Hoida. Reuven, which was, uh, by Yehuda was Yehuda and Tamar when he realized that really uh, uh, he had uh, been wrong. Reuven uh, was by the, uh, where he was, uh, by the Dudaim and the, he was, he played with which uh, uh, tent uh, his father Yaakov went into. Uh, he was not embarrassed. Mahaya Saifai, what was the end of Yehuda? Well, he also, Nachal Chayahamabi got Oilam Haba. The Brisa continues, Mascharan, so what was their reward? Now, the Gemara can't hold itself back. It, it jumps in for about a little bit over a line with a Gemara interruption. Mascharan? What do you mean, what was their reward? Asks the Gemara. What kind of question is that in the Brisa? Kitakam Rinan, and we just said their scar. They get Elam Abba. Elam Mascharan, Ba'ilam Hazeh. Oh, that's the question. I underline Ba'ilam Hazeh, and then we go back into the Brisa. I close the brackets and the Brisa. Now we understand the question what was their reward in this world for what they had done? Oh, so the pasuk continues and says. Uh, actually, the pasuk doesn't continue. It's a pasuk that says, "Lahem levadam nitna haaretz veloi avar zarbeseicham." Them alone was the land given, or like in a unique way, they got the land. Veloi avar zarbeseicham. Yehuda got malchus for uh, all eternity. Reuven got the first portion in the. Uh, East Bank portion of the uh, of Eretz Yisrael, um, no stranger went between them, and uh, we see that's really when Moshe, at the end of Sefer Torah, is giving the bracha. He gives a bracha to Reuven and then to Yehuda, and there was no 
other shevet who had the bracha in between. Okay, now the Gemara analyzes Bish, Lamai, squealing on the word Bish, Yehuda, Ashkechanda, Aidi. We just look in the Psukim, we know that he admitted Dixiv. We know the whole story there, Yehuda and Tamar, and he was going to have her basically executed for. Um, uh, doing something very problematic, and then when he realized that it actually she was the correct one, and and he had mistaken, this is Vayaker Yehuda. Yehuda realized this. Vayarmini said in public, everyone there at Sad Kamimani, she's actually more righteous than me. Stop everything. Don't kill her. Okay, that that's a public admission that we hear about just by reading the Pesukim. El I squiggling around the word El El Ruven Menolan Where do we have any sort of source that he was Moida for what he had uh, done improperly? Well, right at the end of the Chumash, Dvarim Lamed Gimel, Pasuk Vav and Pasuk Zayin, we have the brachas that Moshe Rabbeinu gives the Shvatim, and we have Yechir Uvein, and then Uvein, Val Yamois, that's Pasuk Vav, and then Pasuk Zayin, right away, almost like connecting the bracha of Uvein to the bracha of Yehuda, says, Vizais Yehudai, squiggling around the Vizais, and underline Yehuda, so there's like a connection between the two of them. Um, here's the background. All the years, Shai Yisrael ben Midbar. Remember when the Jewish people left uh, Egypt and they were going to go to Eretz Yisrael, they ended up 40 years in the desert, or 40 years before they went into Eretz Yisrael. And uh, they had the Shvatim, I guess it would be the bones, the remains of the, not only Yosef, but of all of the, Shvatim with him. However, all those years that the Jewish people were in the Midbar, Hayu Atzma Yehuda, all the other Shvatim, their skeletons stayed intact. So Yehuda's didn't. The, the bones were Megulgalin Ba'arain. They were kind of uh, unconnected, random in the uh, coffin. Ad Shamad Maishu Bikesh Lavrachamim. Moshe. Uh, actually, specifically uh, had uh, Davin that that shouldn't be the case, that the bones should be uh, in their proper uh, place. And here's what Moshe said. Amr uh, quote, he said, Moshe Rabbeinu in a tefillah to Hashem, Rabbeinu Shalaylam, mi garam l'reuven shahayda. I dot in line those words, this is what we're looking for. Um, we had asked, where do we know that Reuven was Maida? So we'll see from Moshe's tefillah. Moshe says to Hashem, who caused Reuven to be Maida, the thing that he did wrong? None other than Yehuda. It was Yehuda who caused uh, Reuven to be Maida about the uh, Yitzue Yaviv issue. Uh, connector, <coughs> we, uh, we now read into Pasuk Zion, which is the next uh, pasuk uh, after pasuk vav of, of Moshe's bracha, and it says vezayis Yehuda, connecting Reuven to Yehuda. Uh, the pasuk says uh, former words Shema Hashem, call Yehuda. So Moshe then says, listen, O Lord, uh, to the to the voice of Judah. And what happens that that part of his tefillah was answered. Earl Averecha leshafa the um, the bones all like go up or went back into their to their proper sockets. It seemed like the uh, like maybe the physical skeleton or possibly this could represent a spiritual skeleton was was everything was back in place. Okay, the problem was he still uh, wasn't. Uh, this I think is going to be only understood on a spiritual level. But he uh, his his soul, so to speak, or some level of his soul or his being loy have malin this if they still wouldn't let him into the yeshiva up in. Shamayim uh, continues. My Shabbat and says, "Ve'el amoy tevienu," and to his people shall he be brought. Um, 
Okay, and apparently that was answered, and they actually let um, Yehuda or the uh, um, excuse me, um, right? They let Yehuda into the yeshiva upstairs. However. That still wasn't enough. Uh, he was not able to have that clarity to be able to discuss back and forth the, the, the whatever theme was being uh, discussed by the Rabbanon up in Shammai. I mean, just like he, he couldn't hold cup, uh, he couldn't discuss it. So continues, Moshe says, Yadav Rav Loi. His hands uh, should be great for him, which would give him the ability to go back and forth uh, with the Rabbanan, and then he was able to do that then. Uh, however, as much as he was able to discuss whatever issue was being discussed up in Shemaim, um his words were not taken, which is the uh, greatest respect that can be given to a Torah scholar, that his opinions are the ones that are accepted as the proper practice, uh, continued Moshe and said, help from his uh, his uh, his. Uh, uh, advocates or those who are against him, should he be? And apparently then his, uh, uh Mistama that helps to have his words be accepted, lahalacha. Okay. Bishlam, I squeal around the Bishlaman underline Yehuda. So Yehuda was moded to Oidi ki hechidolaiti sarf tamar. We know the story. They were about to take tamar out to be, uh, burned to death. And, uh, that's why Yehuda in public was, uh, admitted his guilt, which is something we usually don't do. We're not into public guilt admission. However, there it was, uh, it was, uh, had to be done because, uh, otherwise tamar would have been, uh, improperly killed. Ella Reuven, and I squiggle on the Ella, uh, and underline Reuven, when it comes to Reuven admitting, Lama Leita Oidi, question mark, comma, why would he publicly admit the, what he had done wrong? Isn't that something we're not supposed to do? Vama Rav Sheshes, Chatzif Alai, Rav Sheshes uh, points out that it's very, very chutzpahdik, very shameless, very improper, demafrit chatoi, somebody who publicly speaks out the things that he did wrong. It seems like he's not really embarrassed. Something that someone's really embarrassed of. You don't like publicly announce it. So how could Reuven have done that? Well, uh, the reason that he did that was so that his brothers, they shouldn't, no one else should uh, uh, suspect specifically. It's like his father shouldn't suspect that any other brothers uh, were involved in the uh, issues that Reuven was uh, taking responsibility for. The Mishnah says, Imamra Tmeani, uh, okay, if she admits that really she did have that adulterous affair, then, uh, the Lashon was Shaiveres Ksubasa, which, uh, sounds like they would, uh, write out a receipt that, uh, she's, she admitted, and it's as though she received her Ksuba payment that was owed to her. Now, there's a Machlokas Mesechis Ksuba says whether a receipt is written out, um, for Ksuba or not. Sounds like according to this Mishnah, Shamas Mina, should we conclude from this Mishnah that, we write out a receipt for uh, these types of things uh, for a ksuba payment. Amar Abaye, uh, Abaye says, no, not necessarily. I underline Abaye's name. Tzni mikaraas. Not that they would shayver ksuba, but rather they would tear up her ksuba, which is what would be done uh, in places that receipts were not written. Uh, the ksuba that was owed, once it was paid up, you just tear up the ksuba, period. Amar Le Rava, v'hat shayver skatani. Now Rava, who more often than not seems to be uh, the most concerned with the literal uh, translation of the words as we have them in the Mishnah, the Mishnah did say they would shiveris, which is usually the term of writing out a receipt. Ella Marava, so I squiggle under on the Ella, underline Rava's name, and with this we will conclude, Dav Zion. Rava explains that the Mishnah happens to be in a 
case, and there were places, well, normally if a ksuba is written out, it could be that they would tear up the ksuba when the payment is made. However, there were certain places where the practice was not to have an actual ksuba written out, in which case, what's the validity? How would we know if, uh, if a ksuba uh, was paid out, that it had to be paid out? Only by writing out a receipt for the uh, payment of the ksuba, and uh, the uh, husband would have to hold on to that uh, receipt for uh, really forever. Adkan.